Chapter Seventeen of the Conquest of Canaan by Booth Tarkington. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen, Mister Sheehan's Hints. Never said the tocsin on the morrow has this community been stirred to deeper indignation than by the cold-blooded and unmitigated brutality of the deliberate murder committed almost under the very shadow of the courthouse cupola last night the victim was not a man of good repute it is true but at the moment of his death he was in the act of performing a noble and generous action which showed that he might have become if he lived a good and law-fearing citizen in brief he went to forgive his enemy and was stretching forth the hand of fellowship when that enemy shot him down not half an hour before his death cory had repeated within the hearing of a dozen men what he had been saying all day as many can testify i want to find my old friend fear and shake hands with him i want to tell him that i forgive him and that i am ashamed of whatever has been my part in the trouble between us he went with that intention to his death the wife of the murderer has confessed that this was the substance of what he said to her and that she was convinced of his peaceful intentions when they reached the room where her husband was waiting for her cory entered first the woman claims now that as they neared the vicinity he hastened forward at a pace which she could not equal naturally her testimony on all points favoring her husband is practically worthless she followed and heard the murdered man speak though what his words were she declares she does not know and of course the murderer after consultation with his lawyer claims that their nature was threatening such a statement in determining the truth is worse than valueless it is known and readily proved that fear repeatedly threatened the deceased life yesterday and there is no question in the mind of any man woman or child who reads these words of the cold-blooded nature of the crime the slayer who had formerly made a murderous attack upon his victim lately quarrelled with him and uttered threats as we have stated upon his life the dead man came to him with protestations of friendship and was struck down a corpse it is understood that the defence will in desperation set up the theory of self-defence based on an unsubstantiated claim that cory entered the room with a drawn pistol no pistol was found in the room the weapon with which the deed was accomplished was found upon the person of the murderer when he was seized by the police one chamber discharged another revolver was discovered upon the person of the woman when she was arrested on the scene of the crime this upon being strictly interrogated she said she had picked up from the floor in the confusion thinking it was her husband's and hoping to conceal it the chambers were full and undischarged and we have heard it surmised that the defence means to claim that it was cory's cory doubtless went on his errand of forgiveness unarmed and beyond doubt the second weapon belonged to the woman herself who has an unenviable record the point of all is plainly this here is an unquestionable murder in the first degree and the people of this city and county are outraged and incensed that such a crime should have been committed in their law-abiding and respectable community with whom does the fault lie 
on whose head is this murder not with the authorities for they do not countenance crime has it come to pass that counting on juggleries of the law criminals believe that they may kill maim burn and slay as they list without punishment is this to be another instance of the law's delays in immunity for a hideous crime compassed by a cunning and cynical trickster of legal technicalities the people of canaan cry out for a speedy trial speedy conviction and the speedy punishment of this cold-blooded and murderous monster if he is not dealt with quickly according to his deserts the climax is upon us and the limit of canaan's patience has been reached one last word and we shall be glad to have its significance noted j loudon esq has been retained for the defence the murderer before being apprehended by the authorities went straight from the scene of his crime to place his retainer in his attorney's pocket how long is this to last the tocsin was quoted on street corners that morning in shop and store and office wherever people talked of the quarry murder and that was everywhere for the people of canaan and of the county roundabout talked of nothing else women chattered of it in parlor and kitchen men gathered in small groups on the street and shook their heads ominously over it farmers meeting on the road halted their teams and loudly damned the little man in the canaan jail milkmen lingered on back porches over their cans to agree with cooks that it was an awful thing and that if ever any man deserved hanging that their fear deserved it his lawyer along with him tipsy men hammered bars with fists and beer-glasses inquiring if there was no rope to be had in the town and joe loudon returning to his office from the little restaurant where he sometimes ate his breakfast heard hisses following him along main street a clerk fat-shouldered blue-aproned pimple-cheeked youth stood in the open doors of a grocery and as he passed stared him in the face and said yeah with extreme disgust joe stopped why he asked mildly the clerk put two fingers in his mouth and whistled shrilly in derision you ought to be run out of town he exclaimed i believe said joe that we've never met before go on you shyster joe looked at him gravely my dear sir he returned you speak to me with the familiarity of an old friend the clerk did not recover so far as to be capable of repartee until joe had entered his own stairway then with a bitter sneer he seized a bad potato from an open barrel and threw it at the mongrel who had paused to examine the landscape the missile failed and respectability after bestowing a slightly injured look upon the clerk followed his master in the office the red-bearded man sat waiting not so red-bearded as of yore however was mr sheehan but grizzled and gray and this morning gray of face too as he sat perspiring and anxious wiping a troubled brow with a black silk handkerchief here's the devil and all to pay at last joe he said uneasily on the other's entrance this is the worst i ever knew and i hate to say it but i doubt you're pulling it off i've got to mike i hope on my soul there's a chance of it 
I like the little man, Joe. So do I. I know you do, my boy. But here's this toxin kicking up the public sentiment. And if there ever was a foreign sheep on earth, it's that same public sentiment. If it weren't for that, Joe flung himself heavily in a chair. There'd not be so much trouble. It's a clear enough case. But don't you see, interrupted Sheehan, the toxins tried it and convicted him aforehand. And that if things keep going the way they started today, the grand jury's bound to indict him, and the trial jury to convict him. They wouldn't dare not to. What's more, they'd want to, and they'll rush the trial, summer or no summer, and I know, I know. I tell you one thing, said the other, wiping his forehead with the black handkerchief, and that's this, my boy. Last night's business has just about put the cap on the beach for me, and I'm sick of it, and I'm tired of it. I'm ready to quit, sir. Joe looked at him sharply. Don't you think my old notion of what might be done could be made to pay? Sheehan laughed. Whew! You and your hints, Joe. How long past have you come around me with them? I believe you can make more money, Mike. That's the way you'd put it. If you altered the beach a bit, make a little countryside restaurant of it, you'd say, and have good cooking and keep the boys and girls from raising so much hell out there. Soon you'd have other people coming beside the regular crowd. Make a little garden on the shore and let them eat at tables under trees and grape arbor. Well, why not? asked Joe. Haven't I been telling you I'm thinking of it? It's only your way of hinting that's funny to me. Your way of saying I'd make more money because you're afraid of preaching at any of us. Partly because you know the little good it'll be and partly because you have humor. Well, I'm thinking you'll get your way. I'm willing to go into the missionary business with you. Mike, said Joe angrily, but he grew very red and failed to meet the other's eyes. I'm not. Yes, you are, cried Sheehan. Yes, sir. It's a thing you probably haven't had the nerve to say to yourself since a boy, but that's your notion inside. You're little better than a missionary. It took me a long while to understand what was driving you but i do now and you've gone the right way about it because we know you stand for us when we're in trouble and fight for us till we get a square deal as you're going to fight for happy now joe looked deeply troubled never mind he said crossly and with visible embarrassment you think you couldn't make more at the beach if you ran it on my plan i'm game to try said sheehan slowly I'm too old to hold em down out there the way I used to could, and I'm sick of it. Sick of it into the very bones of me. He wiped his forehead. Where's Claudine? Held as a witness. I'm not sorry for her, said the red-bearded man emphatically. Women of that kind are so light-headed it's a wonder they don't float. Think of her picking up Corey's gun from the floor and hiding it in her clothes took it for granted it was happy's and thought she'd help him by hiding it there's a hard point for you joe to prove the gun belonged to corey there's nobody about here could swear to it i couldn't myself though i forced him to stick it back in his pocket yesterday he was a wanderer too and you'll have to send a keen one to trace him i'm thinking to find where he got it so as you can show it in court i'm going myself i found out that he came here from denver and from where before that i don't know but i'll keep on traveling till i get what i want that's right my boy exclaimed the other heartily it may be a long trip 
but ye're all the little man has to depend on did ye notice the tocsins didn't even give him the credit for giving himself up yes said joe it's part of their game did it strike you now mr sheehan asked earnestly leaning forward in his chair did it strike you that the tocsin was aiming more to do happy harm because of you than himself yes joe looked sadly out of the window i've thought that over and it seemed possible that i might do happy more good by giving his case to some other lawyer no sir exclaimed the proprietor of beaver beach loudly they begun their attack they're bound to keep it up and they'd managed to turn it to the discredit of both of you besides happy wouldn't have no other lawyer he'd rather be hung with you fighting for him than be cleared by anybody else i believe it on my soul i do but look here he went on leaning still farther forward i want to know if it struck you this morning the tocsin attack you in a way that was somehow villainer than ever before yes replied joe because it was aimed to strike where it would most count it ain't only that said the other excitedly it ain't only that i want you to listen now see here the tocsin is pike and the town is pike i mean the town you naturally belong to ain't it in a way i suppose yes in a way echoed the other scornfully you know it is even as a boy pike disliked you and hated the kind of a boy you was you wasn't respectable and he was you wasn't rich and he was you had a grin on your face when you met him on the street the red-bearded man broke off in a gesture from joe and exclaimed sharply don't deny it i know what ye was like ye wasn't impudent but you looked at him as if ye saw through him now listen and i'll lead you somewhere ye run with riff-raff neggers and even mr sheehan lifted a forefinger solemnly and shook it at his auditor and even with the irish now i ask ye this ye had one part of canaan from ye from the start my part that is but the other's against ye that part's pike and it's the ruling part yes mike said joe wearily in the spirit of things i know no sir cried the other that's the trouble you don't know there's more in canaan that ye've understood listen to this why was the tocsin's attack harder this morning than ever before on your soul didn't it sound so bitter that it sounded disparate now why it looked to me as if it had started to ruin ye this time for good and all why what have ye had to do with martin pike lately has the old wolf got to injure ye mr sheehan's voice rose and his eyes gleamed under bushy brows think he finished what's happened lately to make him bite so hard there were some faded roses on the desk and as joe's haggard eyes fell upon them the answer came what makes you think judge pike isn't trustworthy he had asked ariel and her reply had been nothing very definite unless it was his look when i told him that i meant to ask you to take charge of things for me he got slowly and amazedly to his feet you've got it he said you see cried mike sheehan slapping his thigh with a big hand on my soul i have the penetration you don't need to tell me one thing except this i told you i'd lead you somewhere haven't i kept me word yes 
said Joe. But I had the penetration, exclaimed Mr. Sheehan. Should I miss my guess if I said that ye think Pike may be scared you'll stumble on his track in some queer performances? Should I miss it? No, said Joe. You wouldn't miss it. Just one thing more. The red-bearded man rose, mopping the inner band of his straw hat. In the matter of your running for mayor now. Joe, who had begun to pace up and down the room, made an impatient gesture. Shawl, he interrupted. But his friend stopped him with a hand laid on his arm. Don't be treating it as clean out of all possibility, Joe Loudon. If you do, it shows you haven't sense to know that nobody can say what way the wind's blowing week after next. All the boys want you. Louis Farbach wants you. And Louis has a big say. Who is it that doesn't want you? Canaan, said Joe. Hold it. It's Pike's Canaan, you mean. If you get the nomination, you'll be elected, wouldn't you? I couldn't be nominated. I ain't claiming you'd get Martin Pike's vote, returned Mr. Sheehan sharply. Though I don't say it's impossible. You've got to beat him, that's all. You've got to do to him what he's done to you. And what he's trying to do now worse than ever before. Well, there may be ways to do it. And if he tempts me enough, I may forget my troth and honor as a noble gentleman and help you with a word you'd never guess yourself you've hinted at such mysteries before mike joe smiled i'll be glad to know what you mean if there's anything in them it may come to that said the other with some embarrassment it may come to that some day if the old wolf presses me too hard in the matter of trying to get the little man across the street hanged by the neck and yourself mobbed for helping him but today i'll say no more very well, Mike. Joe turned wearily to his desk. I don't want you to break any promises. Mr. Sheehan had gone to the door, but he paused on the threshold and wiped his forehead again. And I don't want to break any, he said. But if ever the time should come when I couldn't help it, he lowered his voice to a hoarse but piercing whisper. That will be the devouring angel's day for Martin Pike. End of chapter 17